0: Today we're talking about God's character. I want you to turn in your Bible, please, to Deuteronomy chapter 31. And you may say, that's a hard place to start. Deuteronomy chapter 31. And what's occurring at this point in Deuteronomy is Israel has come through the wilderness and it's time for Moses to depart. Mm-hmm. And God speaks to Moses. And he's going to give Moses a song. A song that Moses is going to be instructed to give to all the people. Now you've got to look at this. Think about this. There may have been at least a million people standing there. They didn't have Xerox. They didn't have a Surface. They didn't have iPhones and iPads and all that. He couldn't say, okay, let's download this, everybody. Take your copy. Make sure you got your copy. Use whatever you got and make a copy of this song. He couldn't do that. But you're going to hear God say to him, I want you to give them the words to this song. Because the words to this song, I want them to remember. Because it's going to be a witness to them of me. It's an awesome thing. And we all know today how much songs stick with you, the words to the songs, even some of us who are not quite as young as some others, you can hear a tune that you heard in the 60s, and before you know it, the words are in your mouth, isn't that right, okay, all right, let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 31. And let's pick up at verse, oh, let's start at verse 14. And let's begin to read. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold the day's approach when you must die. Call Joshua and present yourselves in the tabernacle of meeting that I may inaugurate him. Isn't that something? When I read that this morning, I said, come on, y'all, God, you're something. Because tomorrow is an inauguration day, isn't it? Yes, it is. For President Obama, his second term. And here goes God. Now, I don't know if inaugurators any place in this Bible other than here. Wow. Wow. Okay, let's continue. I thought I just put that in. All right. So Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves in the tabernacle of meeting. And the Lord appeared at the tabernacle in a pillar of cloud. And the pillar of cloud stood above the door of the tabernacle.
1: And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, you will rest with your fathers, and this people will rise and play the harlot
0: with the gods of the foreigners of the land, where they go to be among them. And they will forsake me, and break my covenant, which I have made with them. Then my anger shall be aroused against them in that day, and I will forsake them, and I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured, and many evils and troubles shall befall them, so that they will say in that day, Have not these evils come upon us? Because our God is not among us And I will surely hide my face in that day Because of all the evil which they have done In that they have turned to other gods Now therefore, write down this song for yourselves And teach it to the children of Israel Put it in their mouths that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. Wow. Did you get it? This is an awesome observation that God is telling Moses, okay, Moses, it's time for you to pass on. But I'm telling you now that the people are going into the land and uh they're going to rise up and play the harlot with the gods of the foreigners of the land. And that's something. God already knows what the folks are going to do. And He's telling Moses and Joshua, I know when they get over there, they're going to go buck wild. Here. Do you understand what I'm saying? They're going to go crazy. They're going to be doing all kinds of stuff that these other people are doing. They're going to do it. And I want you to know up front that when they do it, I'm going to turn my face. I'm going to turn my face on them because they're going to forsake me. This is awesome. That these are people that God loves. Did you hear what I said? Yes. These are people that God calls his people. And he knows up front that they're going to turn their backs on it. They're going to do all this stuff once they get to this promised land. And he tells Moses, Moses, I'm giving you a song. And I want you to teach it to all the children. Teach it to everybody. Put the words in their mouth. Why? Because it will be a witness for me against the children of Israel. It will be a witness for me. In other words, it's going to be a testimony. It's going to be something that I'm telling you now that will be a witness of me against them. Wow. Let's go on and read some more. Picking up at verse 20. When I have brought them to the land flowing with milk and honey, of which I swore to their fathers, and they have eaten and filled themselves and grown fat, then they will turn to other gods and serve them, and they will provoke me and break my covenant. Look at that. Wait, wait, wait. When I brought them to the land flowing with milk and honey, of which I swore to their fathers, and they have eaten and filled themselves, and grown fat. We sung earlier about take the limits off, release me, increase me. When God does that for you and he increases you, will you have the wealth? You have the education, you have all the stuff and things, you're in your land flowing with milk and honey, you get the picture, yes. and you live in high, what you gonna do? Wow. Does God need to give you a song mm-hmm. that will be a witness of him to you? Wow. I want you to get a check. Because these folks are on their way to a land flowing with milk and honey. Because God had promised it. We talk about, I just want the promises of God in my life. Mm-hmm. They're getting ready to walk in to their promised land. <laughs> mm-hmm. they getting ready to walk into their promised land. Gardens that they didn't plant. Houses that they didn't build. Everything in place. It's a promise from God. And God says to Moses, and when they get there, and they get all the goods, what are they going to do? I'll tell you what they're going to do. They're going to turn against me. So before they get there, I'm giving you a song to give to them, which will be a witness to them, of me, against them. Let's look on Wow. Let's pick up at verse 23, or 20, yeah, 21. Then it shall be, when many evils and troubles have come upon them, that this song will testify against them as a witness, for it will not be forgotten in the mouths of their descendants. For I know the inclination of their behavior today, even before I have brought them to the land of which I swore to give them." Wow! God already knew the inclinations of their behavior today before he even brought them into that land. God already knows where you are. He already knows the inclinations of your behavior. He already knows. The old saying used to be, I tell you what, yeah, I'm going today. But when I get old enough, if I don't see another church, it won't be too soon. Because I'm going to do my thing. When I get out there, when I get old enough, and mama, or daddy, and nobody else can tell me what to do. I'll be making my money. I'll be in my apartment. I have my car. I'm going to do what I want to do. You get my picture. And God already knows the inclinations of your behavior before you even get the apartment, before you get the car, before you get your job. Please get the picture, y'all. We're talking about God's character. I know it seems like we're talking an awful lot about the people. But the character of God is he knows the people. Yes. Oh yes. He knows the people. He knows the inclination of their behavior. He already knows that yes, because he promised it, he's going to honor his word. But he also knows when they get over there and get the promises, and they just living high, that they gonna forget it. They're gonna forsake him. He already knows it. You gotta get this, y'all. And you may say, Pastor Joe, why do you keep driving that home? Because that's where we've all lived, been, and still living. Did you
2: understand what I'm
0: saying? Pick up at verse 22, let's read. Therefore Moses wrote this song the same day and taught it to the children of Israel. Then he elaborated Joshua, the son of Nun, and said, Be strong and of good courage. For you shall bring the children of Israel into the land of which I swore to them, and I will be with you. So it was when Moses had completed writing the words of this law in a book. When they were finished, that Moses commanded the Levites, who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord, saying, Take this book of the law put it inside the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there as a witness against you. For I know your rebellion and your stiff neck. If today, while I am yet alive with you, you have been rebellious against the Lord, then how much more after my death? Gather to me all the elders of your tribes and your officers, That I may speak these words in their hearing, and call heaven and earth to witness against them. For I know that after my death, you will become utterly corrupt, (laughs) and turn aside from the way which I have commanded you. And evil will befall you in the latter days, because you will do evil in the sight of the Lord. To provoke him to anger Through the work of your hands Moses brings it right on down Home Doesn't he He says look I already know I'm still here with you Moses says And you still doing rebellious stuff So after my death You are gonna go Utterly corrupt <laughs> is that something Now, let's get into chapter, let's read verse 30 and then the first four verses of chapter 32. Let's begin at verse 30. Then Moses spake in the hearing of all the assembly of Israel the words of this song until they were ended. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak, and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, as raindrops on the tender earth and as showers on the grass. For I proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are justice a God of truth and and without injustice. injustice, Righteousness and upright is he. So in the beginning, we're not going to read the whole song, but I encourage you at some point, you read the rest of the song that he taught the people. But what he says here is that the teaching, the words, are like drops as the rain. My speech distilled as the dew. Sounds like what he said in Isaiah. That the word would be like rain, like snow that comes down. God's word is like rain, like the dew. And then it talks about ascribing. It says, For I proclaim the name of the Lord. Ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are justice. And that's something. All his ways are justice. So even when he's giving them the song, which be a witness against them for him, and even though he says he's turning his face because they forsook him, all his ways are justice. So when a person wants to say, Well, God, why are you turning your back on me? God, why are you not doing what I asked you to do? All of God's ways are justice. So once again, it's not inquiring of God why he didn't do. What you wanted him to do. It's more to turn that question around and say. Why haven't you done. What he wanted you to do. Yes. Because all of his ways. Are justice. He is perfect. He is the rock. And then it said. A God of truth. And without injustice righteous and upright is he. His character. Truth. His character. Righteousness. His character. Upright. His character. Justice. Come on y'all. And he knows you. Go over please with me. To Isaiah. Isaiah chapter
1: 55.
0: Isaiah chapter 55. Somebody says, well, you know, Pastor Joe, that's Old Testament and so forth, and that was the children of Israel. But you know what? I guarantee you that from the garden to 2013, man hasn't changed. Technology has. Do you understand what I'm saying? Technology has gone, grown exponentially. You go to the moon and the Mars and every place else. You can, I mean, do anything just about on a computer, on a hand, something you can hold in your hand. And it's going to grow even more. Without a shadow of a doubt. But do you know man hasn't changed since the God? Man is still corrupt. Uh, Man is still doing whatever they want to do. Did you hear what I said? And so the application is still there. It applies. Isaiah chapter 55. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Look at verse 6. Beginning at verse 6 of Isaiah chapter 55. And let's begin to read. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Wow. Look at what it says. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. You notice God said, to Moses to tell the children of Israel that when they get into that promised land and that land of milk and honey and they just go buck utterly corrupt, and turn against me, turn turn against me and forsake me, that I'm going to turn my face. But not the presence. You get it in a minute. <laughs> I'll turn my face but not my presence did you hear what I said let me give you an illustration (laughs) have you had anybody in your life that you've told them something for their good, and they do they did just the opposite of what you said, and you upset, and you pretty much have just did this. <clears throat> you turned your face, and you're probably saying, Why did they do it? Why did they? You were waiting, waiting for them to simply come to you and say, Dad, I'm sorry. Mama, I didn't mean it, did you hear what I
1: said? God may have turned his face, but he's
0: still there. Yes, hallelujah. (laughs) and notice what he says in Isaiah 55 he said call upon me while I'm near let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts let him return to the Lord who's returning the ungodly, the unrighteous, the wicked one. God is saying, Return to me. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody may say, Well, Pastor Joe, why are you so excited about that? Because Jeremiah 1 5 said, I knew you before I fooled you in your mother's womb God knew you simple response where do you know something? you know something in your mind in your heart you got a gut feeling about it but those locations of that location of those places where you know something is where? in you so when God says I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Where did God know you but in him? Did you hear what I said? So this applicable to man let him return to the Lord. Could all of us existed in God before he formed us in our mother's womb. And God is saying to you, every one of us, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he, God, will have mercy on him. And to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. Come on. God says. Come on back to me. Return to me. And I'll have mercy on you. Even though I, had, I knew the inclinations of your behavior. Before I even gave you the promises. And I told you that when you get over there, you're going to go crazy with all the stuff and things that I give you, with all the promises that I give to you. And I'm telling you, in the midst of all of that, though I may turn my face because you forsook me, my presence is there. Call upon me yes. what I'm near. And then I'm asking you to forsake your way I'm asking you to just put aside your thoughts and return to me. And I want you to know that I will have mercy on you. I know you're guilty. Come on. You ain't got to even come up and cop no excuse. I know you're guilty. But I will. And I want you to know I won't just pardon you. I will abundantly pardon you. That's just a glimpse of the character of God. Any questions? Um, Any comments? Any thoughts that anybody <clears> has? <throat> is it a, is it applicable to anybody, or are we just whistling Dixie? Thank you. James. It's applicable to everybody. Mm-hmm. I know it's not applicable to anybody in here. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, it is. You, you know, know what i was saying? I know we all be perfect. (laughs) Glory to God. But all your friends that you know. You know them folks that don't go to church. Yeah, you know that really spoke to them. I know it's speaking to you.
2: Any questions? Any thoughts? Any comments? Yes, sir. Pastor Joseph, I know it's applicable and, and it exists today. Yes, sir. But when God said, I knew you uh, before you were in your mother's womb because I was with you, so that means that all good was with you because God was with you. So wh- what about the influence that turned the good to evil? Okay. The simple thing is this, Marvin.
0: And it's almost a pickup from where you all left off at the, at the church school, Bible, Bible study. And the pickup is this. The scripture told us that God is justice, that God is truth, that all of his ways are perfect, right? God, when he created man, created man with a will. Created man with a will. When God presents a test, you can call it a test, a challenge, whatever you want to call it. God says, this is a test. Now, I've already given you some instructions. But I've given you a will. Now I present a challenge. And the ball is in your court. Now, your choices are, you can either consider the instructions that I gave, and follow through. Or do it your way. Do it your way. Now, if you elect to do it your way, there will be some potential consequences. And so, there it is. What you're going to do. Now, That's for everybody. Now, when God formed the garden, it is believed that Satan already existed. Did you understand what I'm saying? We know from Ezekiel 28, from Isaiah 14, etc. That Satan went crazy the multitude of the merchandise that God had given him, perfect in beauty, full of wisdom. God created him that way. It went to his head. And he decided, I'm going to ascend above the clouds. I'm going to be like the Most High. And Jesus gave the postscript over in Luke, I saw Satan fall like lightning. We know that when Adam disobeyed God's command sin entered as a result of that that's what the word says over in Romans but when you go back to Genesis it's a simple thing when God said to Adam spoke to Eve, he spoke to the serpent and then he said to Adam Adam, because the voice of your wife and did not do what I commanded you. This earth is cursed. Now, somebody may say, well, okay, so what does that have to do with me? (laughs) Whether you know it or not, you own this earth. Hello. Because of Adam's choice. The earth is cursed. Somebody may say, well that doesn't make sense. Wait a minute. God is perfect. All his ways are justice. So the bottom line is, don't call God on the carpet. If anybody, you need to call Adam on the carpet and say, Adam, man, didn't you hear what he said? Why would you do the other thing? Maybe he has a good explanation. He certainly didn't share it with God. And if he did, it didn't hold water. Because God said, because you listen and obey what your wife said to you instead of what I commanded you. This whole earth is cursed. Now, lesson learned. I don't care who God brings into your life. Did you hear what I said? God never intends for that person to take his place Amen. in your life. Amen. 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 Amen.
1: Amen.
0: And that's a rough place to be. Yep. But God never intended for man to live this life without him. Wow. Never. Mm. Why do you think you go from Genesis to Revelation? God is always saying repent. Come back to me. Please. I love you. Don't you know that? I know you can't make it without me. He knows it. I know it. Why do you think I told Adam and Eve when they blew it in the garden, and even though the whole earth was cursed, I told them that the seed of the woman was coming. Come on, y'all. God had a master plan. He has a master plan. And in the midst of the master plan, please understand this. We may not understand or know God's full plan. But it is imperative that you understand your part. Come on, Master. Come on. Yes. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. It is imperative that you understand your part. And your part your part is to want to do it God's way. Yes. Yes. And the reason I'm saying that, and all of this, Marvin, is an answer to your question. The reason for that is, even if we bring up the fact that God is good, his presence is with us, and all of that, and where did this evil and all this stuff come from, and all of that's good, but netted out to this, Satan read enough of the script that he's doing his part. Did you hear what I said? Yes. He read enough of the script that he's doing his part. He knows his purpose is to steal, kill, and 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 destroy. destroy. And he's doing with all his gusto. Your responsibility is to give him no place. Your responsibility is to look into the perfect law of liberty, the word of God when you look in it, see who you are. Did you hear what I said? Yes. I'm not talking about going to the mirror and you know just going off about yourself. What? Here (laughs) I was not in place. Ooh. You got to look right. You know what I'm saying? Do I need to You you know what I'm saying, right? I'm saying look (laughs) at the perfect law of liberty. The word of God. Because you know what it'll do? You can't say mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? And that mirror looks like it says, you know you are. (laughs) This mirror will look beyond what you can see. And it will say, hey. You need to forsake your way. You need to forget your thoughts. And you need to deal with God's way and God's thoughts. I know you think you all that, but I want you to know you ain't all that. You do have some flaws. They may not be apparent to the naked eye. But God is saying you need to do some corrections. And you know what? I'm here to help you. God says. I'm here to help you. If you want me to help you, let me know. Because I'm here to help you. So the bottom line is God's presence is there. He gives us choices. He gives us a will. He gives us instructions. And then he throws the ball out on the court and says, play the game. Come on now. Play the game. may not like it. We may not think it's the best program. We may not do a whole lot. But you have to realize whose game is it? It's God's game. He's given you the instructions. He's told you what plays or at least (coughs) he's able to help you deal with the different plays that may be needed for the moment. But, play the game your way. Man for man or soul, you know. Now, if you ask him, he'll let you know. And this move plays on. Yes, Pastor. Amen. 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 Okay, now, this one, man to man. You need to get on him. Did you hear what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. You may say, well, he ain't that involved in my life. Wake up. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> what in the world makes you think? That God isn't intimately involved in your life. (laughs) What in the world would make you think? Are you still breathing? (laughs) Well, okay, where do you think that breath came from? And he's not involved in your life? Wake up.
2: God's character. Did that help a little bit? Or, I mean, I went all around Robin <coughs> okay. Yeah, I'm accepting going around Robin Hood's It's fine, but it didn't answer my question. Okay. My, 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 my question still is this. After Bible study, uh, we knew that Satan was cast out of heaven. Right. And he was cast on earth. Right. So we, we knew that this earth, this earth was spiritually sin because of Satan's presence here. It was not. It was not. Okay. And the reason I'm
0: saying that, first of all, please understand this. Satan is one created. Me. He is not all powerful. Now, The reason I'm saying that is because by tradition and teaching and everything else we convey the misnomer that Satan is everywhere.
1: Omnipresent.
0: Omnipresent, Omnipotent. Mm -hmm. Omniscient. Mm -hmm. Everything else you can think of ascribing to God. He is not. Now, he has demons, but he's only one created being. And when time comes to a point, Revelation says that one angel will take a chain and chain him up for a thousand years. Now, come on. One creature, So, what are we saying? The spirit of sin, and I understood what you said, but remember, when God, that's not even a fair evaluation, because I was going to go to Cain, but Cain is after Adam. You go back to Adam, when God, if you look in Genesis, the third chapter, Turn to me for a moment, please. Genesis, the third chapter. Because this is where God gives some instructions. Genesis, the third chapter. Continue. Yeah. where? No, I'm not down to fifteen. I want to go up to... <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm not in third chapter. Second chapter. Second chapter of Genesis. And Okay Look at verse 15 Yes, verse 15 of chapter 2 Let's read it together Then the The Lord Lord God God took took the man man And put 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 him him in the the garden of Eden Eden, To tend and keep it it. Now That word that's been translated Tend and keep The Hebrew word Also means Protect God to keep it, to protect it. Did you hear what I said? So when God gave instruction to Adam, it would not even have been fair for God not to have told Adam about Satan about Lucifer and told Adam to protect this garden. Now, listen to me carefully. Satan did not show up in the garden in a state that you could immediately say, this is Satan, The serpent. Deception. The serpent. And if he spoke to Eve, it doesn't give us any indication in the scripture that Eve was saying, Oh my God, this serpent is talking to me. So it must not have been anything strange for them to talk to the animals. So the serpent says, as God said. Now, think about this for just a moment. Let's get a little carnal and get a little bit natural and all that. If you know that somebody knows has already peeped your car, mm-hmm. and you want to get to them, you ain't gonna show up in their presence and just say, "Hey, hey, man, hey, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you know? What you gonna do?" If anything, you're going to talk to somebody that you already know that they don't have a challenge with. Hey, look, i tell you what I want you to do. You're going over there and ask them, has God really said? you get getting the picture. When you know somebody already knows that you don't mean them any good, you're going to disguise yourself. You're going to disguise yourself. They'll disguise it in some way that they're not going to know it's you. But you're going to disguise it in such a way that they're going to receive you. Mm-hmm. So think about it this way. The serpent is in the garden. And finally, they had a challenge for him to talk to Eve. So, Satan simply says, Sir, do your faith. Go ask, Go ask her. Blah, 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 blah. You know the consequences and all that that happened. When a God showed up, God cursed the servant and said, you're going to crawl <coughs> on your belly and so forth and so on. And then, after he spoke to Eve and all of that, what did he say? He says, the seed of the woman will bruise his head and so forth and so on. God knew what was going down. And Adam's, you got to get this, Adam's action. God said, if you eat of that tree, you'll surely die. Didn't he? The scripture later tells us Adam was not deceived. Eve was deceived. Adam was not deceived. The bottom line. Adam's challenge was just what we said earlier. He did not do what God commanded. And because of that, the earth is cursed. You gotta get the point. He can't say, Satan made me do that. Now, Take it to Cain. Cain and Abel brought sacrifices. Abel's sacrifice was accepted. Cain's was not. Cain gets an attitude. God shows up. And says, Cain, why you're lip hanging? I know. Why you so rough? Why you lip hanging, man? If you do well. If you do what's right you'll be accepted also. But if you don't, sin lies at your door.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: You got to get this. Sin lies at your door. And his desire is to what? Have you. But you must rule over yes. <clears> him. <throat> you can't make it any clearer than that. That's right. Since sin lies at your door mm. and its desire is to have you. Yes. Same thing he wrecked on to Peter. Says, <laughs> but you must Ruled over me. So even after Jesus. Died. Resurrected and so forth. Still in Romans it comes back to the same <clears> thing. <throat> Let not sin. Have dominion over you. Don't allow it. Do you see what I'm saying? Martha. I'm saying to you. That in the midst of sin being present in that sense of Satan disguising himself. It was a result of Adam's action that sin entered the world and passed among all men. If Adam had stood the ground, and taken his authority and didn't allow himself to succumb, the picture may have been different. And all we're saying now is you will never change that picture. You'll never go back and rewrite it. That's right. But what are we saying? What does your picture look like? Where where are you in the story? Where are you in the
2: production today? Because you'll same, never
0: go back for tomorrow.
2: I'm in the same place go ahead. Adam was then
0: no, you're because not. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: because Satan was allowed to exist. Satan is existing. Period. He's existing. I, 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 I,
0: but but Marvin, listen to me, please. People live in your apartment building, right? Do they live in your apartment?
2: No. They live in your
0: building? Yes. Now, if I live next door to you, and I come to your door, and you inside the door, you open the door, you can either say to me, come on in, or I'm sorry, I'm not taking any company, or you keep on doing know what you're doing in your apartment mm. and give me no place. No, mm. I
1: got
0: it. Did you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, if I'm knocking on your door, how many times bill collectors call? Yes. You got, well, come on. Huh? And you know it ain't no number that you want to answer. <laughs> you let that phone ring until the message kicks in and you going about your business. <laughs> Did you hear what I'm
1: saying?
0: Yes. So what are we saying, Marvin? Satan exists, no question about it. But Jesus made a statement that is classic. He said, the prince of this world comes, but he has nothing in me. Did you hear what I said? Amen. And our intent is come on one of our objectives should be to try to get to a place where we can say the prince of this world comes but he has nothing in me Did you hear what I said? It may not be easy to get there. But every step. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you know he's knocking. The prince of this world is knocking. But he has nothing in me. God, I thank you. Thank you for keeping me. I know there was a time when I'd open the door. I know there was a time when I would just do my thing. But God,
2: oh
0: yes, I want to forsake my way. I want to forsake my thoughts. I want your way. I want your thoughts. And you told me, if I give him no place, he won't have it. My decision is, I don't want to give him no place. No place. And I know in and of myself I'm weak and I can't always do it. Yes. But God, help me. You've given me the strengthener, you've given me your Holy Spirit to dwell in me. He's my helper, He's my comforter, He's my strengthener, He's my standby. So when the door, God, I want to open it. Oh God, I want to open it, but no, I don't want to open it, God, because I know what I gotta do. Please, God, help me, help me. And somewhere on the inside, yes, somewhere on the inside, you hear bubbling
1: up
0: in me, I love you. Yeah. No, I'm with you always, always, even until the end of this age. Uh, I'm your
1: shepherd, yes. you shall
0: that a woman. Did you hear what I
1: said? <laughs> I care about you, I love you. Stand
2: still, behold the salvation of your God.
0: Did you hear what I'm saying?
2: And all of a sudden, yeah. you don't hear. Come on.
1: Yes. Yes. Huh? yes. It's past your oh, Yes. Yes. It doesn't mean
0: he's not gonna come back in.
1: Okay. Thank you, yes. Did you hear what I'm saying? yes.
0: No question. Satan is here. His demons are around. Give them no place.
1: Thank you, my Lord. Amen. Thank you, my
2: Jesus. Amen. Any other questions?
0: <laughs> um, any thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yes, dear no,
2: yes. I to piggyback on what you said, the beauty of it with God, he got us covered so well. Mm. And he, he tells us and he shows us. Yes, he does. But we have to have
0: an ear to hear it. Woo! But he shows you what's going on. Yeah, and you know you'll be able to identify that enemy and like you said don't open the door don't open the door he says we didn't look there but check Matthew 13 at some point the parable of the seeds of the Mm sower he tells you right there Mm -hmm. he says when they ask him why are you talking in parables he says because it's not for them to know amen Unless they have ears to hear, hear them, them, yes. and understand, understand. Yes. and be healed.
2: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: But he took time to explain to his disciples what the meaning of the parable of yes. the soul is, mm. okay. And ultimately, mm. it was that they would have the understanding. That's right. It, yes. To hear it, Amen. understand it, and be fruitful.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: So, in the relationship that you have with God,
2: mm. Our God. Mm.
0: when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, the God of justice yes. says, I have justified you, yes. yes, I have demonstrated mercy on your behalf, mm. and
1: I have abundantly pardoned you. Mm.
0: And then he goes back and says, and in the midst of that, I know you're still going to mess up. I know you're still going to mess up. But I want you to know that I said, if you confess your sin, I, my character, tribulation free. But I will tell you this. You'll have peace within. And you'll have victory in the end. Amen. 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 You'll have peace within. And you'll have victory in the end. Amen. Yes. Yes. Any other questions? Any thoughts? Any comments? Anybody got Any questions, any thoughts, any comments? Mm -hmm.